five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Yer, what's good? You are now tuning into a new episode of Motivation Conversations with your host, the one and only Hope Hill. What's up, you guys? Um, I'm not even gonna front and say like, oh my god, I know it's been so long. It has been, and it's ultimately and honestly, truthfully, my fault because I haven't gotten on the mic. I haven't just got out of my feels and just been like, girl, just. Stop fucking thinking so much and do what you do best. So I'm doing what I do best now. So in this episode, um, something that I've personally, right, been trying to work on also very, very, very closely, especially with this podcast, is my discipline. And I'm sure that we have heard so many times discipline will take you places that motivation can't. And how I view that is basically like you will only be motivated for so long. You know, motivation is like it's a feeling. It's it's a very it's an emotion. You know, you have to feel motivated to be motivated. Right. But you don't have to feel disciplined to be disciplined. You just are disciplined. You know, like that's a conscious act. You know, like you're consciously working on becoming more and more disciplined no matter how you feel. And for me, that's where my biggest struggle is, is because um, I'm not going to sit here and blame it like, oh, I'm a cancer. But I know that it has a lot to do with how, why I'm so emotional. But it's just getting to the point where I don't allow my emotions to dictate whether I do something or don't do it. And that's really hard for me because, like I said, I am a very, very emotional person. I am a water sign through and through. And I... And I can be sometimes ruled by my emotions. So, but I don't want to do that because it's it's almost the same as saying like, oh, when I was a child, I dealt with X, Y, and Z. So as an adult, this is just how I am. And no, because at some point in your life, you need to take full responsibility for who you are as a person. And I know that working on discipline and actually understanding what it means to be disciplined and actually intentionally trying to become more disciplined is what I need to do right now in my life. So I actually came across, and I'm going to drop it in the caption below um, for this podcast, this really, really, really good article on Forbes, and it's, uh, it was called The Eight Ways to Become More Disciplined. And this is something that I wanted to talk with you guys about today because it is so good. It's so good. Even the steps. You know, also now that I think about it, it says eight ways and they definitely listed nine. But who's counting, right? So the first step is knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. That is the first step in becoming disciplined is knowing your strengths and weaknesses. And it said self-awareness is a powerful tool for comfort zone expansion, but it requires constant focus and acknowledgement of your shortcomings. Know your strengths, but own up to your flaws. Mm, that's a great way to start being disciplined, right? Know where you're good. Know where you have excelled, but do not disregard your shortcomings. Do not disregard the things that you could be better at. And for me personally, my strengths is that I have an extremely creative imagination. Like the ideas that I have come up with, the things that I've 
produce like it's really really crazy i sometimes i like to call my mind the ideation because it's just so crazy how much i can imagine and vividly actually see these things in my in my thoughts a weakness of mine is being ruled by my emotions like i just previously told you guys i am such a cancer to the point where it's like if i don't feel something in that moment i cannot do it like i gotta feel it to do it and if i don't feel it i might do it but it's just not gonna be a full 100 effort and that's something that i have to work on because feelings are fleeting we know this you know like you're gonna feel great one day you're gonna feel horrible the next and you're gonna feel great again and then it's just a volatile thing and if i rely on my emotions to dictate when or whether i do something i'm not gonna get a lot done so that was my first reflection within that one, that first step. And again, it is knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. Step two, remove temptations, prioritize and execute. Out of sight, out of mind. I truly believe in out of sight, out of mind because I've tested that so many times and I swear to you it works so much. The minute something is no longer in your peripheral and your conscious sight in the forefront of your mind you no longer think about it you no longer worry about it you no no longer what the fuck did i just say sorry guys you no longer overthink me about certain situations when you put them out of sight out of mind but there are temptations are that are in our face every single day for me a temptation of mine is social media and it's It's a distraction, it's temptation because I get on there and I have, before I get on there, excuse me, I have this focus, I have this, okay, this is what I'm going to do, X, Y, and Z, I'm going to handle this, then that, then this, then, okay, boom, get on social media and then hours of my time, boom, and now I'm looking at somebody else's page and I'm on somebody else's podcast and I'm like, well, how come mine's is not like theirs and why is it not this like that? And it's just like, then the comparison comes in and it's just like, I don't need that. That's a temptation for me, you know, because it puts me in a mind state that I don't need to be in. And no, so that's me personally for um, step number two. The temptation for me, like I said, is social media. Um, I don't know what it may be for you, but prioritize and execute. We got to get this shit together, y'all. Number three, set clear goals and have an execution plan. You must have a clear vision on your goals. A clear plan will outline each time-bound step you must take to reach your goals. A clear plan will outline each time-bound step you must take to reach your goals. Time-bound, meaning you you guys, I'm pretty sure most of us have heard of SMART goals, right? And I feel like this reminded me of that, is setting clear goals and having an uh, execution plan and saying, okay, this is what I want to do and I want it to happen with these details. Now, what do I have to do within my control to make these things happen? A clear plan outlines each time-bound step you must take to reach your goals. Time-bound, meaning to give yourself a time frame to complete things. When you don't have a deadline, I've noticed, you don't get shit done. When you don't, like, force yourself to be done with something, it's like a paper at school, right? You get a paper, it's due in two weeks for the first, let's say, 12 days, you're bullshitting, you know? You're not doing what you need to do. You're not taking care of your homework. And then on that, like, 13th day, (laughs) something just clicks in you, 
and you get this pressure and now you're like, I got to get this shit done. It's due tomorrow. That deadline starts really weighing in. And it's the same with your goals. It's just we don't treat it the same. If we treated our goals the same way we treated certain things that we felt like we absolutely had to do at a certain time point, we would get a lot more done. And I, when I say we, I am 100%. This is why I'm saying we. I'm putting myself in there because I am completely the same. I'm in the boat. We are rolling together. Right? So that's what I have to do now is I have to really, really, really focus and visualize what details I want in my life you know like I have all these plans and all these ideas but I really got to get in the nook and crannies of the details like I really got to focus on that that's just me personally now step four practice daily diligence discipline is a learned behavior it's a learned behavior you have to learn to be disciplined so for those out there that are very disciplined like extremely self-disciplined I 1000 percent commend you because learning discipline is not an easy task it's really not like a lot of things we we say that oh you got you're just making it more difficult than it really is and it's like discipline is not one of them trust me right discipline it also requires daily practice and repetition it must become habitual with practice anyone can push the boundaries of their comfort zone with practice That's all you need. It's not saying you need magic. It's not saying you need to be a certain height. It's not saying you need to be a certain color. It's not saying you need to be of a certain demographic. It's not saying absolutely none of that. It's literally saying practice every single day, effort, and you can get out of your comfort zone. You can grow your discipline. You can become so much more disciplined than you ever imagined yourself if you just actively put in the effort every single day. I needed to hear that because sometimes you think acquiring something because it's so hard for you in that moment or because you perceive it, let's say, because sometimes things aren't even that hard. We just think they are. And because you perceive something to be so difficult for you, you think that you don't have what it takes, but it's just not giving up. You have to keep going. That's what it is. Don't give up and you will get to where you're trying to go. Step five. I like this one. Create new habits and rituals. Break your goals into small, doable steps. Break your goals into small, doable steps. So for all of us that are overwhelmed by all these ideas and all these things and all these goals and tasks that we want to accomplish, break them into small steps. I promise you the overwhelmingness will die down. When you feel like you have more control over what it is that you're trying to achieve, your anxiety kind of like alleviates, you understand? And instead of trying to change everything at once, focus on doing one thing consistently and master self-discipline with that one thing. And you can just take baby steps and you will get there. I like that. One more time. Instead of trying to change everything at once, focus on one thing consistently. One thing consistently. It's. I can think of so many things that, kind of give an example of this like your credit score you know when i mean your credit cards when you have so many credit cards you're like i need to pay this bill this bill that bill this bill this one has high interest this one has that and then they created the snowball effect focus on one credit card first either the highest or the lowest focus on that one every single month paying that bill off every single month boom now it alleviates one credit card now you're not that stressed next credit card put all your focus on paying off that credit card same exact thing all these ideas and things that I want to do all these ideas and all these goals and the things that I want to accomplish I I think about it and I get overwhelmed because I'm like how the fuck am I going to do all this what am I doing now and you get 
I don't know about you guys, but I, because like I said, I'm so ruled by my emotions. I will get so overwhelmed with what I have to do that I won't end up doing anything. And that is the worst thing to do is to be so overwhelmed with the thought of having to do so much that you don't do anything. Instead, break your goals down into daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, short-term, mid-term, long-term, whatever works for you. But figure out something, excuse me, (laughs) I was belching, that puts your goals in increments. That's how I took that. Step six, change your perception about willpower. I want to do an episode about this too, guys, because I feel like perception is so important. But yes, but anyways, change your perception about willpower. If you believe you have a limited amount of willpower, you probably won't surpass that limit. Again, if you believe that you have a limited amount of willpower, you probably will not surpass that limit. What does that tell me right there? Basically, what I believe it's gonna, is what's going to come into fruition, right? So if I believe that my willpower is very limited in my human abilities, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to reach that limit, and I'm not going to be able to surpass it. I'm not going to be able to do more than that because I believe in my mind that that is the farthest I can go. So I've set up everything else to believe that too. So when we get to that point, it's like, okay, we're here and we all agree that this is the farthest we can go. So here's the end. No, no. How your willpower shows up in your life is based off of your perception, your perception and your beliefs of your willpower. If you can embrace the mindset of having unlimited willpower, you can continue to grow and achieve more and develop a mental toughness. It's really just about getting in tune with your mind. A lot of us, well, you know what? Let me not even speak for everyone else. Let me speak for myself because I'm the only, I only know my brain and how I'm feeling. And I can only hope that I am related, relatable. Excuse me. Um, a lot of our most sabotaging circumstances come from our mind. I just said I wasn't going to speak for other people. And then I said, our, my bad. I meant me. (laughs) But no, seriously, a lot of my most sabotaging, most sabotaging circumstances, situations came from my own mindset, my own beliefs, my own thoughts. Isn't that crazy? When you think about that, it's like, damn, I'm my own worst enemy. No, I love myself. This is a podcast about self-love. The hell? So then why? Then you got to question yourself. Then you got to be aware of your thoughts. Then you got to be accountable. And you really got to sit and think, how am I perceiving my willpower? What do I believe about my ability to achieve these things that I want to achieve in my life? That all goes into that. Do you truly believe that you can succeed? I do. I know that when I'm not overthinking and when I'm allowing things to be and I'm trusting God and I surrender what I can't control and take care of what I can, I feel my best because I'm not overthinking. I'm not in my mind, you know. I'm just believing that I can achieve something and acting as if. But it's just getting out of that mindset. And it's hard. Trust me. I know it's fucking hard. It's really hard. But it's worth it and it's necessary. Step seven. Give yourself a backup plan. Now, 
I had to make sure I wrote this down because I was like, exactly. Because when you tell somebody a backup plan, it's like, oh, so basically I'm planning for plan A to fail. And it's not a plan B if plan A fails. But think of it as a contingency plan for intentional course correction. For those of you that don't know what a contingency plan is, it's a course of action that's designed to help respond effectively to a significant future event or situation that may or may not happen. So for example, if you have a business, right, and you need to reach a certain financial goal by month five, and if you don't reach that financial goal, okay, what can you do to also try to do it you know like if you don't do it through sales or something what's something else that you can do it's having another way to get to the same goal that's basically what a contingency plan is okay it's not saying like let's just completely abort mission on plan a and create something new no it's like okay something kind of went off here and plan a so here's plan b just in case you know like we can just roll that in there and it works towards the same exact goal as plan a this will definitely save you energy, trust me, by not having to make a sudden decision. Because one thing I've learned, making decisions while you're in a fucked up emotional state is the worst thing ever. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's, anyways, I'm not going to go there. But again, it's not a plan B if plan A to fails. It's for intentional course correction. So if something goes wrong, here's the plan to put it back on order. That's all a contingency plan should be doing for your goals. Step eight, find trusted coaches or mentors and mentors and like-minded people. That's the most important for me is finding people that love God like I do, love life, love love, love themselves, love people, and that truly want to do more with their lives, not like you know, talk about it, and then it's like, ha-ha, no, but it's like, no, really, though, I really want to do some shit with my life, like, I want to help people, I want to leave something behind, like, anytime I listen to uh, Beyonce, I was here, I'm like, oh, girl, that's the song, that's the song that when I, when I leave this world, I want to leave it just like that, you know, if you guys haven't heard that song, listen to it, it's great, but yes, finding like-minded people, you know, finding coaches, finding mentors, finding people that already achieved what you want to achieve so that you can learn from them. There's a saying that says, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room, sweetheart. Same thing. Same thing. It's getting around people that are going or that have already arrived to where you want to go. And that's important, you know, because what is the saying? Um, I'm just throwing mad cliches at you guys, but they're cliches for a reason. Um, it says something along the lines of, uh, show me your uh, five friends and I'll tell you who you are, something like that. I'm probably butchering it, but you get the idea of what I'm saying. You need to be around people that have the same goals, not exactly the same goals, but the same mindset, the same values, the same fundamentals. Those things will matter and they will be necessary as you get older. As, as I'm going into my thirties, I only want people that are like me around me you know i'm not saying you got to be my twin 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 but let's be mutual and you know let's have a lot of complimenting things about us let's have a lot of things in common that's that's important as you grow and step nine which is the last one which i also believe is the most important one out of these steps to get more disciplined forgive yourself and move forward forgive yourself and move forward sometimes we get so stuck 
on our failures and things that we weren't able to do that we don't even know how to get up and dust the shoulders off and keep it pushing. That's a form of discipline, you know? It's not being emotional when something doesn't work out. It's like, all right, we're going to find a different way. I still got to get to my goal. I still got to achieve this. I still got to accomplish this. That's how you be disciplined, right? Because we will fail, but we will win, you know? And we will fall short, but we will also land far ahead. So I, I really believe that the key here is just to keep going when you're down. Even if you got to crawl before you walk again, do it. If you got to stumble, or if you do stumble, because we will stumble, I've learned to find the reason for it. Basically, like, you know, when we're triggered by something, what was the reason that we were triggered? What is the root of that cause? It's the same thing. When something doesn't work out, get to the root of it. Why didn't it work out? All right, now I found it. What can I do now to make it better? How can I fix this moving forward so that I can get to the goal? And that's, that's really all it is. So in short, a wrap of the nine ways of becoming more disciplined. Know your strengths and your weaknesses. Remove temptations. Set clear goals and have an execution plan. Practice daily diligence. Create new habits and rituals. Change your perception about willpower. Give yourself a backup plan. Find trusted coaches, coaches, <laughs> coaches or mentors and like-minded people. And last but not least, forgive yourself and move forward. It's available to us, guys. What we want is out there. We just have to do what we can within our own abilities to get there. For me, like I said, learning discipline, understanding and really becoming one with being a disciplined person, no matter how I feel, is my main focus. And that article really helped me put things into perspective because when you overthink so much, you come up with these crazy ass thoughts and ideas and conclusions. And sometimes you just need, some, you just need to read something that brings you back down. And this was that article for me. That article was that for, this article was that for me. You know what I mean? But um, yes, I need to work on my discipline. I need to understand that I am not ruled by my emotions, in which I do, but it's no longer allowing myself to act in that way. You know what I'm saying? One of the very first things that I did, you guys, also just to practice discipline and consistency is making my bed every morning. If I don't make my bed in the morning, it's just weird. Like, I will think about it when I leave work. I mean, when I leave home, like, what the fuck? I didn't make the bed. We didn't make the bed. Like, what, what are we doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then I'll come home and then I will not want to be in my room because my bed is not made. It's something about coming home to a made bed. But more so, it's something about getting up and choosing every single day to make my bed. It's mastering my self-discipline in a way. It's showing me, like, if you can do this one small little thing, then you can do that really big, huge thing. The discipline is the same. It's your perception that you got to work on. And that's what I've learned right now, especially reading this article. And I just want to tell you guys, I read the article like three times. So I had a lot of reflecting to go in. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I hope that this helps someone. I hope that you can begin to reflect and 
Start looking at your strengths and your weaknesses and start coming up with your backup plan and start working on your perception about your own willpower and start creating these new habits and start meeting and finding like-minded people, mentors, and coaches. And all these things that will get you to where you need to be, but you need discipline. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me, for always hanging out with me, for having these conversations with me. It means so much to me. And I'm just so happy to be back. I love you. And I see you guys on the next episode. Bye.